what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to Volume 7, Episode 2 of the Fantasy Formula. Coming back relaxed, rested, and well tanned. The two, or the dynamic duo, Hank and Chad, back in the studio for Episode 2. Hank, here we go. How you feeling? You rested? I feel pretty good. You know, going to the beach is an incredible time because you get to a spend time out on the beach in the mm-hmm. water nature the sun yeah. playing games usually you go with a large group of people like i did mm-hmm. there's not much rest they start early they end late yeah and you pound them through a lot of <laughs> stuff there you don't come back rested you need a vacation from your vacation typically uh, every time yeah so where did you travel to we went to Polly's island okay i yeah. was very close to you where were you? Well, kind of close to you. I was at Oak Island, and then we went to Sunset, and then we ended up at Daniel's Island, Isle of Palms-ish. Right. Kind of. Yeah, you went right past us. Well, drove, drove right past you. I've never been to Pauly's Island, but it looked really cool. I think they make a lot of hammocks there. Sure. Is that the... Yeah, they have a hammock store right there, but yeah. it's real quiet. Like, compared to, it's, you know, Myrtle's its own deal. Charleston has its history. Yeah. Um, but this is a real sleepy beach. Really you know, on low tide, a lot of beach. You know, cool. some beaches they don't have that. I'm talking about mm-hmm. 100 yards of beach wow. to play on. So it's uh, it was a lot of fun. We had a good time. A lot of, you know, some rain, mm-hmm. did some fishing. Yes. Uh, it was fun. Catch I, any whoppers? Uh, we didn't catch any whoppers. <laughs> uh, they got off the line. Jake Imer got on there when they got a uh, a big one on there. Yeah. Snapped it right off. You know, he ain't bringing it home, dude. Come on, Jake. <laughs> Come on, Jake. Let's go, Peter Pan. How about you? How was your trip? It was cool. So we ran into a little rain, too. But the coolest part of my trip, um, I was at Oak Island, and we decided, or typically we just do what you're talking about. We'll lay on the beach, read some books, play some cornhole with the kids, we'll body surf and boogie board for hours upon hours. But we wanted to take it up to the next level. So we got some paddle boards and some kayaks. Love that. Went into the intercoastal waterway. We're kind of cruising around and Lucy Rose, my youngest daughter and my wife Jennifer were on the paddleboard and my oldest daughter Olivia and I were on the kayak because and I, that's the way they wanted Jennifer had to have the paddleboard. I was like, "Are you sure it's going to be some hard work? Are you sure?" And she wanted to do it. So anyway, we kind of Yeah, she she did a fine job. So we kind of left them in the dust a little bit. We were a little bit faster on our kayak and while we were hanging out waiting for them to get to catch up with us, Olivia was like, "Daddy, I think I just saw a fin pop up behind Uh-oh. us. And I'm like, come on, Olivia, no way. She's like, no, seriously, turn around. So I turned my head around, and about 30 yards behind us, let's say as I'm turning around about 5 o'clock, let's say, mm-hmm. this little black fan popped up. Dun-dun. And it went, and it wasn't big, but it was definitely a fin. And so 
I've seen a dolphin fin. Dolphin fins are kind of bigger. This one was smaller and more curved. It had a very weird angle. Could it have been a mackerel? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe an anchovy. I do not know. But I know immediately we watched it for a while and then it disappeared. And Olivia was like, Daddy, can we go? And I was like, let's go. And so we started paddling. Not too fast. We didn't want to panic because she freak was out. very calm. Yeah, don't freak I mean, out. I thought she would really freak out, but she was very, very calm. Good for and, her. Yeah. And so we didn't tell Jennifer and Lucy Rose about it. So we kind of circled back and went with them. And we hung out there for maybe 20 minutes. They were about 100 yards behind us. And we hung out there. And then we decided to all go together back to shore. So it was fun. But one interesting thing, let me add to the shark story. Oh, Hank. let me hear this. So the one guy who rented us the board said, okay, you can go as far miles and miles up this way, and then you can go down here about 200 yards, but there's an area where the inlet meets where the ocean is, and it's really bad currents, real bad currents. Mm -hmm. And he said, kind of steer clear. So I was like, yeah, no sweat. We'll do it. So we went miles, well, not miles. We went about two miles up the one way and then let the tide bring us. The right. tide switched and it brought us back in. It was awesome. Awesome. And so we found this little place in Oak Island. It's the very edge of the island, I guess, heading north. Where the inlet meets the where ocean? The in, yes, where the <laughs> inlet meets the ocean. Actually headed south. And there's this huge cliff and someone has built this huge cross in memory of their son who passed away there. And so the cool thing is you park your kayaks and you crawl up the mountain. You hike up there. It's not a hike, but, you know, yeah. you get up the mountain and then you just look out and it's just a beautiful, beautiful scene. So we did that for a few minutes and then uh, we looked down below. We saw the breakers, the breakers that the guy said, you know, kind of steer clear of. But we saw this one little fella riding his paddleboard catching waves on it. And I was like. We got to at least try oh, that. Oh, God. We got to try that at least one Don't time. Don't take the advice of the I, local. I know. And so Olivia's like, yeah, Lucy Rose is excited. So we got in the kayak and we went to the breakers and we were riding a wave or two and everything was cool. And then the tide finally kind of everything was meeting at the wrong spot where we were. I guess right spot, but wrong spot to where we were. And so and it got really deep all of a sudden. Like within eight minutes, it's like we were waste. And then now it's above our head. I mean, oh. it's just like that fast. And so Jennifer is like waving to us, come back into shore. You know, we got to turn the equipment in and you are way out there. Right. And so I said, okay, coming. And so I start paddling and we are going nowhere. Uh-oh. Nowhere. And so I said, girls, hang on. I'm going to jump in and I'm going to try to swim and push us, you know, get a grip with my feet and push us. As soon so I jumped in, as soon as my feet hit the ground, Boom, the current took my feet and whoo, it pulled me about 10, 15 yards out to shore. I mean, away from shore. And so my girls are in the boat like, Daddy! And I'm like, paddle back here. I can't, to get you. I, I, know, I can't get to you. And so I'm swimming with all. And I've been in a current before, but yeah. this one kind of, it was actually kind of scary. Right. Because I could not go anywhere. And so I know the rule is, <clears throat> if you ever get caught in one of these, kind of swim diagonally to the shore. Right. And uh, you'll get out of and it. And then you'll get out of it. Right. And so they got back to me, and then I jumped in the boat, and we turned the boat at an angle and started going diagonal to the shore. And then finally, we got back to the shore after it took about 25 minutes. And I couldn't get the boat back to where we dropped in because the current was too strong. So I had to carry the boat on the beach 
for like a quarter of a mile. Oh my gosh. God, it was. You see this look on my face right now? Do you know what this is? <laughs> what is now, I'm, I'm glad you're here in front yes, of me. Yes, thank you. I'm glad to be here. I mean, seriously, that's was, a scary story. Very, and you should shark, be put in prison for putting your girls <laughs> in jeopardy. I, I felt terrible about it. But it, when we got there, it was, I mean, it was fine. And then it's just a matter of minutes. Everything just kind of got a little you crazy. Didn't, you didn't think that guy with the coral necklace and the straw hat knew what he was talking about? Dude, that guy's well, been there yeah, for years. Absolutely. When I saw him leaving and going to go grab a beer on the shore, we should have followed him right sure. by But we decided to stay out. But anyway, it was a great adventure. Glad you're here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And we ended the vacation and, at Daniel's Island, and we saw Hootie and the Blowfish play. Oh, my gosh. What Fantastic. a great Fantastic, fantastic end to the vacation. You yeah. Know? So just a quick story about this, you know, the Hootie show, too. So we go there with some friends from college who I haven't seen in ages. So it's great. See them. Jennifer sorority sisters just having a time, having a big time. And this one fella who I knew kind of but haven't seen him in a long time gets dropped off with his wife to where we're hanging out prior. We're pre-gaming before the concert. Mm-hmm. And literally falls out of the cab. Uh-oh. This is four in the afternoon. So he, so he proceeds to get out and tell us. But he's been on vacation all week, too. And he's had quite the adventure. Maybe not exactly the kind of adventure that we have been on, but more of an adult type of adventure. Okay. You know, you know, a okay. couple different bars, late nights, sure. you know, clubbing. So <clears throat> by the time we leave for the concert, so he's fallen out of the cab at four. By the time we leave for the concert at 637, you can imagine. He's driving the car. <laughs> you can imagine what's going on. Yeah, so we pop in our Uber. We get to the venue, and it's a tennis court that they play some yeah. of the, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the USDA. It's USDA. Right on the interstate. It's beautiful, beautiful yeah, it's place. Beautiful. Great venue. Awesome venue. So they had it blocked off. The stage was on one side, and so only using half of the other side of the stadium. And we're, of course, we're in the nosebleeds. Top. Who do you can't demand a bigger... Stadium than that? I'm sure they could, but the cool thing is they put on three shows, Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday night. Every dollar that they make, they give back to the kids' school systems. Oh, that's great. You know, so that every, it's incredible. It was awesome. Right. So they probably could demand a bigger venue, but that's where it's always been. That's where they're going to keep it. Right. So we walk up the stairs. Like I said, we're at the top row virtually, and the dude is trying to walk up. It's steep stairs, dude. These they're bleachers. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah, yes, it is steep. And so we're at the top – <clears throat> and after a couple, you know, the show doesn't start at 8. We're there at 7. The sun is just beating down on us, you know, poof, killing us. And Cat's still right beside me. And he was like, I'm going to go on another beer run. Sure. And his wife was like, no, just stay here. And he's like, no, I'll be back. Well, he seems to lose his balance a little bit as he goes down and kind of bumps into some folks and sits on a, one of their little plastic cups of wine. And he gets up. He's determined and so he keeps on going (laughs) every step it's like a landmine he's just trying to avoid a trip and so uh he's gone for a little bit and you know concert starts concerts concerts beginning okay wife looking around like oh where where is he where where, where is he and then this girl we were with says hey look over the railing look in the parking lot Sure enough, the popo got him outside. Oh. <laughs> they got him outside of the stadium, you know, talking to him. And so the wife runs down there, and the next thing I know is she's giving it to him, and he's got his eyes closed. Outside. Though. Outside of the stadium. We're not inside. The, he's outside the stadium. Mm-hmm. He's got his eyes closed, smoking a cigarette with his eyes closed, and his wife is just 
lighten him up, boy. Sure. Lighten him up. So anyway, that's how the vacation ended. Ooh, it was sounds pretty, lively. Pretty awesome. Pretty sounds awesome. Lively. But they put on a great show. They sang. You'll dig this. Radiohead, Radiohead song, Creep. Oh, I love it. Sang that song. Oasis's Champagne Supernova. And then R.E.M., a guy from R.E.M. that plays the guitar, came and they played, I want to say, either Superman by R.E.M. or Losing My Religion. At this time, it's very foggy for me. But I know that they played those songs. Who'd be covering somebody else would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. 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 So anyway, wow. We guess we're ready for some football. What a week. Oh, what a week. What, what a week. A week. Yes. And you know what? It's going to be a great week here because mm. we are going into our fantasy draft. Our fantasy draft is this Saturday. Yes, sir. And just wanted to remind everybody that's listening, this is it's go time. I mean, this is you gotta figure out your name. You gotta figure out mm-hmm. your strategy if you haven't already. That was right. a big part of my beach trip too. Is you know, one of the beauties of having these devices that you, you can't rely on magazines that have Dated material. Dated material. Yes. I took my iPad every day, did a mock draft. Okay? Smart. Ran through a mock draft. Ran through different things. What am I going to do? What if I took a quarterback? What if I took a wide receiver? What if I did this? And I got some very valuable information. Absolutely. That's very smart of you too, Hank. You you play out different scenarios prior to the draft so you're ready for anything. Anything. And if I'm asking you, because I've done I've the same strategy, when you were drafting in what hole in your mocks? 11. 11. Okay. What scenario played out best for you in that drafting quarterback first, going running back, running back, going wide receiver, wide receiver, splitting it up, running back, wide receiver? What did you like best? I'd like to say that there was a like a rock solid, hey, I'm going to go to this every time. But yes. it really comes down to where it falls. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like the best draft that I had was when a quarterback – I was able to get a quarterback, the top tier quarterback, on my second okay. draft. Now, I, that's not my strategy. Right. I, I'm with that's you. That's not my strategy. I'm with you. I, yep. I'm an eighth rounder kind of guy. Sure. Because you can get a David Carr or mm-hmm. somebody in the eighth round. Right. But one, I, I went like, it was somebody like DeMarco Murray or uh, LaShawn McCoy or right. somebody like that in that 11 hole. And then Aaron Rodgers. And I was like, let me try it Let's right try it. here. See what Let's it looks just like. try it. Mm-hmm. And then I, I didn't lose much on the next back, and then I went wide receiver, and it ended up being pretty good. Sure. In the same scenario, <clears throat> I drafted in the eight hole in my mock. And so I went uh, like A.J. Green. Mm-hmm. And then on the back end, second round pick, I just tried for Tom Brady to see how it looked. And when I came back, granted, I was weak on running back, but there are some real young running backs that are out there yep. that you can scoop up round – some of them go round three, maybe five, six. You know, there's still some. You got to gamble. McCaffrey. McCaffrey, yes. McCaffrey. Dalvin Cook. Yeah. You know, Joe Mixon. So, because uh, Leonard Fournette's going second round yeah. in most of these drafts. He's rookie. Yeah. But, um, so, I liked the A.J. Green, Tom Brady. I ended up with McCaffrey. And then I had two others really solid wide receivers. Anyway, I liked how that played. Yeah. Uh, but also liked my wide receiver one time. A.J. Green fell, and then Mike Evans fell late second round. That's, so I started with that. Those people are on drugs. Yeah, you can't beat that one. The funniest one is that I saw someone draft – oh, this was comical. It, like Eddie George? <laughs> or Adam Vanderjack with the first-round <laughs> selection. So anyway, some of those mocks you can't really go by because people are screwing with you. Yeah. But anyway, it's a good And the practice. worst – the thing that I also hate is when you're, you're like, all right, I got 12 guys in this one. Let's get in there. And you get in there, and everybody's like, auto-draft. auto-draft I'm yes. like, come on. Come on, guys. Let's do this. Well, I'm excited for the draft too, Hank. It'll be, I think this might be our 
fourteenth year. Does that sound right? We started in two thousand something. Yeah, I think uh, year. you know the the first round. I mean, the first year that we did it, I was the number one pick. Is that right? The first year, and uh, Michael Vick went number one. Okay, we have to figure out what year Michael Vick got into the league then. And that will tell us when we, because he was, they went, you went to draft him as a rookie though. His first year, you probably, it was probably his second year or something like that year. when he was a, an NFL fantasy football stud. I remember, yeah, he was a bad man. Um, and while I'm looking up a couple things too, Hank, I wanted to tell you, you know, we had another Hickory draft, our first draft of the year two weeks ago, right before I left for the beach on a Friday night. And you know how we talked about festivities prior to the draft, Mm -hmm. but you know, kind of got to keep your head about you because on a swivel. Yes. Because the main thing is the draft. Now don't get caught up in the cornhole tournament at three or the golf match that starts at 1230. You can't get caught up in that. You can enjoy yourself. You don't go to the golf match at 1230. I can go ahead and tell you that (laughs) on a draft night. You don't do it. Yeah, You don't. Well, guess what? On this draft day, you did. We did. So Uh-oh. eight of the 12 cats that were drafting, we met at the golf course. We teed off at one. And it started a joyous day. I mean, the day started off fantastic. We were, you know, drinking and we were singing and having a big time. We broke up into two groups. One group seemed to kind of be cool, you know, maybe just a couple beers. Maybe a, that was not your maybe group. Maybe a cracker at the turn. <laughs> and then maybe that was your group. <laughs> no, it was <laughs> because of the cracker. No, um, but that wasn't my group. My group, we were more to. There's a fifth of vodka. I think a bunch of beer, and um, we didn't stop at the turn for crackers. It was to refill the coolers. Sure. And so the guys that we were with, we actually after we finished the round two, we stayed at the clubhouse and sat outside. It was a beautiful day, and. And drank a couple more of those one draft beers that are high octane, right? Not a smart idea. Have you ever done one of these drafts? <laughs> I just got to – these are all terrible, terrible mistakes. But listen, man, I you know how I am. I, I don't drink fast, and I rarely drink beer. It's like just I'll sip on a little vodka drink. And so I'm cool. I'm, I'm going around, going about this in the right way. I'm, I'm s- slow, deliberate, you know, nothing. Let's – Pound beers like I know you're accustomed to. You know, let's shotgun that. Don't bring me into right? this. Don't bring my <laughs> don't bring my yes. uh, amplitude into this. Anyway, so we get home. The draft was supposed to start at six thirty. Well, everybody's way behind. It's seven seven thirty. We haven't oh. kicked the thing off yet, and people are banged up, buddy. Mm-hmm. Banged up. So the draft starts. We get through it, and you said you were in the eleventh hole. Yes, sir. Well, the gentleman in the eleventh hole was one of the guys that were in my golf round golf group, and he. He missed getting skipped the first round. You know how you can get skipped after you, a minute goes yeah. by? By one second. Oh. He, his first round pick. Panic sets in. I mean, he's like throwing papers up in the air like, what do I do? We're like, dude, it's the first round. You cannot be in this shape first round. No. So I am not going to look at his draft. Yeah, well, you're going to see it. And actually, I say 11. I'm not going to tell you the number. It's either, it's between 8 and 11, okay? so Because I'm going to go through the draft in a minute with you. You tell me what you think. So by round 8 in the war room at one time where there's only supposed to be one person in there, there's six people because that's how oh. many skips. That's how many skips we had going on. Six skips? Six unprecedented. Skip, unprecedented. In the war room at one time. And this isn't round 15. This is round like – 
six to eight. Oh, so this you is, can just imagine this is a clown show. What the heck is going on in that league? Oh God, I don't know, buddy. A couple of people might just have to retire from this league. Or I, that's Addison retired already. <laughs> he did. We don't have anybody to fall back on now that Addison's gone. But anyway, it was a fun time. And with that being said, Hank, do you want to review this? First couple rounds of this last draft. I'd love to. Do you think it would Let's be see what this debacle. Pretty fun practice. I think this is going to be great because it's going to allow me to look in yes. in the eyes uh, through the eyes of someone else and not make these same decisions. Absolutely, absolutely. So we'll start early. So this is a twelve round league. Let me give you a little bit of the <clears throat> the information about the league. It's twelve people league. We have full point PPR. The interesting thing about this, position-wise, you only have to start one quarterback, one wide receiver, one running back, and there's three flex and a tight end. I'm sorry. So in those flex, I think we've talked about this before, you can start three wide receivers, you can start three running backs, you can start three tight ends if you want, one kicker and one defense. The bench is pretty deep. It's 15 rounds, so you've got eight starters, let's say, three, four, five, six, nine starters. You've got six bench people, so the bench is pretty deep. Where I was, oh, Is ours 15 or 14 rounds? The one we're in. We are Seems 15 like rounds. We're 15 rounds? Okay, so comparable then. So <clears throat> here we go. With the first pick of the 2017, we called this Jay Get Off the Mic League. Le'Veon Bell went with the first pick. Hmm. Pretty solid. Yeah, solid. You know, the gentleman that uh, drafted this, Le'Veon Bell, asked me before. He said, David Johnson, Zeke Elliott, because this is before the Zeke stuff. You know, we haven't really talked about the Zeke. I'm sure yeah. everybody knows that he's suspended for six games right now. Uh, or Levy. Where does that put him? Well, does he fall to eleven? Dude, I've seen. I did a mock yet last night. He fell out. He was the last pick of the second round. Yeah, I mean, does he fall there? And that's how. <sighs> that's that's how one of our our people won it last year. Yeah, with Levy. The Levy on Bell, same thing. It was four games. Four games. And to have Levy on come off the bench and be your four, your right. third guy. But do you remember when was he drafted in our league? Was he drafted second, second round? round? The other in my Raleigh league, the guy who won it had Le'Veon Bell too, but he drafted him in the first round, sixth overall, and wow. I was like, "What?" And it, it worked to be perfect because yeah. the dude won it, uh, and CJ won it too with Le'Veon Bell. So anyway, yes, would you, okay. Let, let's put the question to you: You're in the eleventh hole. Are you going to draft him coming back there in the second round? Would you take that gamble? Yeah, you will take that gamble. I'll take that gamble. six games. Whew. Does that mean you're going to draft Darren or Darren McFadden or his replacement to help buffer that time, or just scrap the whole Dallas backfield and hold, wait until Ezekiel Elliott and go try to find some other people? I wouldn't. I wouldn't get. I. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't think I'd pick him in my first pick. You know, it depends on who falls to you. Yeah. If you get somebody else, I. But now, if if, and this is gamble central because you know that twelve guy gets two behind you. Yes. So. If Zeke fell to me at 11, I'd probably pick the best available running back okay. at that point. Then take Zeke. Gotcha. Okay? Knowing that somebody's going to take McFadden. Because they'd be dumb not to. If I'm down the line, I'm taking McFadden. McFadden has been going by round seven or eight. Okay? But now... So, no, I'm saying even now. He was going round 10 or 11 before. Now he's moved up three rounds. So you could still get him. But I'm saying, do you want to waste? I'm not, it's not, it wouldn't be a waste of a pick, but you're going to have to move up higher to go get him, I guess is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. I would do somebody else. Like, I would want, you know, if, if you could get somebody else like a Gurley, or, you know, or a LaShawn McCoy, yeah. or a Howard, or somebody like that in right. that first round, sure. you need a back. Yeah. You need a first round back. And I don't think McFadden, you know, he could get hurt. Old ass man. Yeah. I, McFadden would not be on my radar until 
round eight, even if I had Ezekiel Elliott. Maybe if I drafted Ezekiel Elliott, I'd move one round earlier to get McFadden, but that I ain't Now, Now, where, where do you draft? Eighth in our league? Eight. What if he came back around to you at eight? I'm not drafting. You're not drafting him. I'm not. I'm letting him go, man. It's just too much. I, 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 it would screw the rest of my draft up. I'd be thinking about that. Like, damn, I got my top two players, and one of them I'm not going to be able to play for basically half the year. Now I've really got to hit on some home now runs Now he's going to appeal. I know, but I don't think he's going to win. But we'll see. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. I know. So it's an interesting – Interesting, something new to bring to the draft because this just hit us this week. Yeah. So we're going to have to worry about it. This what weekend. if he came back to you in the third round? Oh, I draft him in the third round for sure. There's no doubt about that. Right. I just, I don't think I'm going to do it in the first two. Yeah. Hey, that's my plan. But we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. See what you do. All right, buddy. So Le'Veon Bell goes one. David Johnson goes two. Curiosity: Who would you pick first, Le'Veon or David Johnson? I like Le'Veon Bell. I would take him first. I like David Johnson, but I think Le'Veon Bell has proven to be a Badass. The only thing that worries me about Le'Veon Bell is he's holding out, but a lot of cats hold out during training camp so they don't have to do sh- stuff, you know. But anyway, I'd probably choose David Johnson, even though I like Le'Veon Bell's ceiling mm-hmm. better than David Johnson's. David Johnson's floor is higher than Le'Veon's, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? This, when the ceiling hits the floor. <laughs> Your ceiling hit the floor. Your ceiling, ceiling hits, just the, hits floor. the floor. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, MJ. Thank you, buddy. Le'Veon one. David Johnson two. Antonio Brown squeaks in at three. That's wow. solid. Yes, he's the number one wide receiver on yeah. the board. I like that. Especially full point PPR this league. He's going to kill it. I think he might be the safest pick on. Well, second safest behind David Johnson. I had him last year. Yeah. And he, he was solid. Yeah, he's awesome. He's solid. Ben Zeke goes four. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that guy. Ugh. Everyone had the assumption that he was going to get suspended because I, th- I thought he'd get two. Six? That puts a damper on things. Odell Beckham Jr. goes at the five hole. Julio Jones, six. AJ, am I right with my numbers here? Yeah. One, two, three, four. Oh, I did a trade in this draft, Hank. I just remembered, and we'll talk about the trade a little bit. I moved up. I was way in the back, 11-ish, 12-ish, and then I moved up in the draft, and I'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you can trade if you don't like your spot. Before the draft, go to one of your managers. Hey, buy, say you got a case of beer here, maybe a 20 spot, you know, whatever you want right. to wheel and deal if you want to move up. And sometimes they'll bite. Sometimes they bite. Sometimes, sometimes they, they won't. Julio, seven. AJ, green, eight. Let's see. Out of that group, out of that g- group, yes. would you rather have Odell, Julio, or AJ? This good question. I rank him Odell first. Last year I had Julio first. I'm going Odell first this year. Julio scares me. He just gets hurt all the time. Then I'd put Julio, then AJ Green. That's how I'd rank those three. How all about right. you? I I like Odell. I think he like his year. I don't think he's To, but I, you know he scares me because of that. Yes. Um. But he's such a freak and he's young yes. and he's gonna make some banged up catches and yeah. uh, I like him number one the other two I could switch back and forth I completely agree the thing one other thing about Odell Beckham too their offense I think is going to be pretty damn nasty they got Brandon Marshall Odell Beckham they got that uh, Shepard I want Sterling or something. Sterling so, yeah yep. and they got the tight end they drafted in the first round they got Eli back there they got a great defense and their offensive line is supposed to be better so that's an offense way to explode next pick interesting quarterback Goes off the draft board. Aaron Rodgers goes off in the eight, nine, two, eight hole. 
Goes off in the A-hole. First quarterback on the board. The dude that drafted him, I remember because I do the mic for the thing, like, whoa, quarterback really early. And he said, look at what's happening in the back of the, the next few picks, first round. He said, who can you count on? And I looked and I was like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. There's no sure that's thing. That's the problem with There's the no back sh- half. Exactly. There's no sure thing back there. No. that's that. That is exactly why you you – this strategy, we always talk about it. You can get uh, a um, Stafford or a Carr or an late. Eli late, yeah. but Aaron Rodgers is going to get you a ton. He's safe, very safe quarterback, absolutely. So he goes in the eight hole. LaShawn McCoy goes nine. Then Mike Evans drops all the way down to ten, which was surprising. I've seen him go as high as six in other mock drafts. Jordan Howard, running back for Chicago Bears, goes off in the 11 hole. And then Jordy Nelson wraps up the first round. Anything there shocking? Anybody that you thought that might be there that wasn't there? Uh, you know, the Mike Evans was a little late. Aaron Rodgers, I think, is early. Yeah, I, do too. Um, I know in our draft, if he gets to 12, uh, our friend um, that loves the Packers will yep. eat t- Jordy Nelson and him up on those both, two picks. Absolutely. You he'll, can see it happen. He'll eat both those up yep. that day. But um, that's the only kind of surprise. I think everybody else is. If it was a difference, it was only by a slot or two. Absolutely. Cool. Or, Hank, you bring up a really good point. You know the guys in your leagues, y'all. I mean, you know who's the Packers fans, who's the Panther fans, who's the Browns fans. And you know their tendencies. And so if you do that, use that to your advantage. We know this guy, and we know he's drafted into the 12 hole, loves Green Bay. And every chance, every draft we've had, he's tried to scoop up every Green Bay Packer he has. And so he will have the shot in this draft, I feel assured, to get an Aaron Rodgers, Jordy Nelson combo because he's never had that. I guarantee you he does. Right. And he's and going to do it. And that's the thing is if I wanted Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to have to take them in the first round because right. he's not coming back to me. Whereas in, in a normal league, he might. Right. But I know that that guy's behind me. Absolutely. Uh, good point. So let's go with the first pick of the second round. So Melvin Gordon it's goes like up. a dog ate that thing. <laughs> I told you we're having on our draft now, but it was some crazy stuff. And just to color in what, what we're doing here yes. um, to, you know, to the people listening, he has sent me a picture of their draft board <laughs> with the stickers that they put on it. So I'm looking at actual footage yes. of their night. And this Melvin Gordon, <laughs> it might as well say Flash Gordon because it is gnawed up. I mean, it is awful. Oh, that's great. Yeah, you, I don't. I can't believe we can even read. I, the only reason I remember who it was is because I was at that draft sitting right there, and when he put it up there, we th- I think we said the same thing about, is that Flash Gordon? Because you could not read the name. So anyway, I love that. That's great. brings back good memories. Uh, Melvin Gordon, pre- first pick, second round, followed by Todd Gurley, running back. He goes there. Mox, I've, had, I've seen him going further on down. You know, he's – Lasted longer, so he went a little early there. Yep. Devontae Freeman, he's a he's a running back that I've seen go in the first round. So he falls to third pick of the second, followed by Dez Bryant, who now does he get more run now that Zeke's gone or more coverage goes to him now that there's no running game? What do you I think he gets, for Dez? I, I, I think they're going to have to get him more involved, but the defense is going to be keyed on him. So it's I, I don't think that – Maybe it's a wash. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get – the play that people are going to – I mean, I think they want him to, but yeah. they're going to shut him down. Yeah, I kind of think that too. Uh, Demarius Thomas goes with the fifth pick. No, we're all Michael Thomas. I'm sorry, Michael Thomas, thank you. Michael Thomas, the New Orleans Saints wide receiver, who actually I like this year. Um, he goes there, followed by Amare Cooper. And then we've got – can I read that? Lamar Miller, the running back for Houston. Jay Ajayi goes next. T.Y. Hilton, without any luck. You know, you know, we've got – we've 
We talked about luck last time we were together. He still <clears throat> hasn't thrown in practice yet. The coaching staff says he'll be ready week one. I worry about that. If luck's not there throwing the ball to T.Y. Hilton, whew, who's throwing the ball to T.Y. Hilton? I don't know. Me or you? You know, it's not somebody good. I so, can only do it 60%. You've got like 52 in you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Alan. I'm Chris. And we're the co-hosts of Foot Candle Films, a movie review and film discussion show here on the TV. Each episode, we talk about some new movies, cover some film news, and have some recommendations. And trust us, we're just as likely to talk about the latest Jim Jarmusch film as we are the newest Transformers installment. Hold on, don't get too crazy. Uh, well, okay, maybe not that bad. But you can find our show and all our episodes on TheMesh.TV. Plus, you can subscribe to get new episodes delivered right to your computer or mobile device. We'll see you in the ticket line. Doug Baldwin goes next, followed by Alshon Jeff. So you can see this. Look at all these wide receivers. Wide receivers that are available oh right there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And those are, those are, but those are decent wide receiver ones. Yes, they are. I actually, I, when I look at the let's, – let's go through it real quick. Alshon Jeffrey was second to last pick round two, and Demarius Thomas was the last pick round two. Out of all of those, let's, like, you know, we just mentioned Amari and T.Y. and Doug Bolton, Alshon Jeffrey, Demarius Thomas. Who else was there? Let me look at this other one. Uh, Michael Thomas, Des Bryant. Des Bryant, yes. And let's, we'll put Jordy in that category. <sighs> My surprise of the year – this is who I'm going to give you my surprise of the year. I think Doug Baldwin might have a really, really good year, and I hated this dude before. Alshon Jeffrey, who you had last year, he's in the Philly offense. He's number one receiver. Why do I have a feeling that if he's not hurt that he might have a good year? Do you have that feeling, or are you worried about him in a new offense? Well, I, no, I think he's a good enough athlete to do it. And, and to be completely honest, last year he didn't have anybody really throwing to him. True. So, I mean, you know, you can't hold his bad year, you know, to that. I think when you put Jordy Nelson in that, he's kind of a class above he's, everywhere he's else. Above so, above I mean, him. I don't think that – I think that that's the one that you have. And I think Dez is going to get shut down. How about Amari Cooper? We didn't talk about him. No, I was going to go to Michael Thomas. I think – you know, the Saints are always buzzing. Yeah. You know, that's why I like their offense is because you can pick up somebody like Darren Sproles one year when he was on it, and he freak. And then yeah. this cat's going to freak. Willie Sneed, yeah. who's second, you know, the second uh, wide receiver, he's going to go in round six, seven, somewhere in there. Watch to him. He's going to have a big year, too. Yeah, and I had him last year, and he yeah. didn't have it, but he was one year away from having it. Yeah. So I like Michael Thomas just because you know that offense is going to hit. It's just like, uh, you know, if you had to pick somebody, Todd Gurley, I don't like the Rams. I don't either. They're off Why stakes. would you want him on your team? I'm almost like when I look at these and I'm going through them, I would move the Lamar Miller pick, the Jay Ajayi. Back, Jay, I'm moving them behind. You know, I would definitely want the wide receivers in front of those guys at that spot, I think. You know, right. I just don't trust Lamar Miller. Jay Ajayi's quarterback's out for the year now. Ryan Tannehill, he's got Jay Cutler now. He's got Cutler. So and we know what that, happens there. Yeah, and, that hurts you know, uh, Lamar Miller. The quarterback scenario, it, you know, it is the who's the guy that started last year? Who's the Osweiler. starter? Yeah, Osweiler. No, no, no. The guy that's there this year. Oh, this year is uh, what is his name? But it's the guy from Clemson is there is their draft Sean pick. Watson, and he was taking first round yeah. reps with They're him. He, he might start. He might start. Yeah, you know, and so you, you don't know what's going on there. Right. Yeah, so if you in first round, if you end up going for a running back, you've got some really fine wide receivers to choose from in round two. Let's see what happens in round three. DeAndre Hopkins, who last year we loved Hank, remember people yep. drafted him top eight, had a terrible year because of the quarterback play. Now he falls all the way to round three, first pick. And I don't think he's going to get any help. 
you don't do you not you don't think the quarterback will be better than he was? Oh, last it's got to be better. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be. I don't think he's a top. No, he, I mean in the third round, that's where he belongs. You know, yeah, so, that's where he belongs. I think if I could get him in the third round, I would be very happy because he's a wide receiver, one with great, great talent. He just needs a quarterback to throw to him because their defense will keep them in the games. They'll be competitive. They need a wide receiver, one. I like him. Gronk, third round. Gronk. He okay. So, what? Tell me about this, Gronk. With all those weapons in New England, Gronk in the third round is the first tight end to go off the board. What do you think? You just can't trust New England. You know, one one day it's that gray kid that goes 300 yards and four touchdowns, and then he yeah. won't touch the ball for four weeks. Yeah, then he let me get a carry. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just don't like it. As, I mean, Gronk's going to be a good tight end. Yeah. Did but, you ever do in any of your mocks, you grab a tight end early, like a Gronk or Kelsey or a Jordan Reed to see never. what it does? I tried it. I tried to grab Gronk round two. It screw tight ends for me screws up my whole strategy. You're gonna have one. You're gonna have three good weeks. Yes, yes, exactly. And Gronk always gets hurt anyway. So I'm just when I'm doing my strategy. When I say, okay, I've got my wide receiver round one. I got my running back round two. Maybe a couple more wide receivers mixed in. If I threw a tight end in round two, I'm telling you, it messes me up for the rest of my mock draft. Yeah. So I am not drafting a tight end Don't anywhere. Top, I'll say top five rounds. I might draft one in round six because I have done that in the past. All right, so Rob Gronkowski goes off second pick round three, followed by the first rookie, Leonard Fournette, running back Jacksonville Jaguars off the board, followed by DeMarco Murray, who had a great, great year last year. Can he follow that one up? He's he's 30 years old now. You know, when they say you, you reach that 30-year-mile 30 30 mile mark, as a running back, things start to go downhill. Does he have one more year left? Brandon Cooks goes next round three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sammy Watkins. This is before he was traded to L.A. You know, so I was really high on Sammy this year, but now that he's with a different team, no, I don't think so. You got Jared Goff throwing to him. Tom Brady, quarterback, goes off round three. And now this is a strategy. This this guy, he went wide receiver, wide receiver. You know, quarterback. Now he doesn't have any running backs, right? And we're going to see how that let's, let's see how makes it, his move. Let's see how it pans out. Allen Robinson, uh, wide receiver, Jacksonville follows uh, the Brady pick, followed by Jarvis Landry, who round three. I know this is full point PPR, but Jay Cutler's your quarterback now, man. I, I think that's early for Jarvis Landry. Travis Kelsey, another tight end, goes off the board round three, followed by Devontae Adams, and then. Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook. Okay, another run, rookie running back. Any there? Anything there surprising? The one thing I really like, Tank, I love Brandon Cooks. Round three, he go, he's going in the middle of round three. This dude could be like Randy Moss-esque for the New England's offense. Remember when Randy Moss came in and Brady was just throwing all these deep yep. balls and Randy Moss just lit it up? Yep. I can see Cooks kind of having a year like that. But it's still one day on, one day off. And if he's your number one, True. Cook – he would be great if he were your two, which he is. He is. Odell Beckham and Cooks, that's a hell of a start. That's right a there. hell of a start. But yeah. you gotta you gotta rely on the fact that he's probably gonna give you one point three <laughs> three times. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't I think he's better than that though. I do. I think he might be a little bit better and than I'm that. And I'm with you on the Jarvis Landry. Cutler sucks. Yeah. And the only hope that Landry has is if Cutler could come in and say, I'm gonna be a good teammate. I'm going to work hard at being a good team. But he's selfish, and he's not going to do that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm looking to see who I would might want in front of Landry. So you saw Travis Kelsey go off the board. I probably wouldn't draft Kelsey in the third round. Devontae Adams for Green Bay, I'd probably pick him in front of um, Landry. Dalvin Cook, I'd pick in front of Landry. Keenan Allen. Uh, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, who we'll see in the fourth round, I'd pick in front of Brandon Landry. Marshall. 
Brandon Marshall for sure. I pick. So anyway, you know, I think that was a little bit of a reach. Let's pop right into the fourth round. We go, we'll go through five rounds, Hank. We got Dalvin Cook. Or I'm sorry, Drew Brees goes off the board. Round four, third quarterback off the board. Round four, Keenan Allen. Mark Ingram, running back, New Orleans Saints. Worry about him a little bit this year. We were high on him last year. He had a pretty good year, but he's got AP behind him now. So let's see. Will AP dig into his his carries this year? We don't know. Should well, so he probably should? He's gonna. I bet he'll take. I bet AP gets all the goal lines. Don't you think he'll get all the goal line carries? Yeah. So anyway, where does that leave Mark Ingram? Round four. I'd probably wait till like round five or six if I wanted Ingram. Christian McCaffrey, running back, uh, Carolina Panthers off the board. Round four. This is PPR. I bet McCaffrey catches. Three to five balls a game. He's going to be good, man. And, I, and I, I've got a little bit – I'll disclose this. I've got a little homer attachment to him because I'm a Panthers fan. But, sure. Uh, I hope that he's going to be as good as I think he is. You know, when somebody works that hard, he kind of understands the NFL because of his dad. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's not going to get upset, not be – he's going to play, and they're going to use him. Yep. I think I, he's – I think that's a good – I like him in the fourth round. Dude, I would have – I'm not going to tell you where I am yet, but that's who I had targeted. That's who I wanted, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, next up, Isaiah Crowell goes off the board, followed by Joe Mixon. And where are we after? Then we've got another Olsen. tight end. Greg Olson goes off the board. Uh, then Terrell Pryor, now with the Redskins. I've heard some good things about Terrell Pryor. They say in camp and in the preseason so far, he's doing some re- remarkable things. You know, he had a great year in Cleveland last year. Yeah. Now he actually has a quarterback. If Kirk Cousins can give him the ball, that he can make some plays. Which is crazy that a college quarterback could turn into an NFL running back. I mean, wide receiver. Athletic. Oh, a guy must be amazing. Just unreal. Uh, Andrew Luck. So, my man, let's look at this. He's got Ezekiel Elliott and Andrew Luck on that same team, plus T.Y. Hilton. You know what I'm I'm saying? Ay, ay, ay. So, if Luck doesn't come through, T.Y. is not going to do nothing, and Zeke's on the bench for six weeks. That that team might not score eight points a week one. No. You know what I'm saying? His, the kicker might be the leading scorer for that team week one. Um, Dan Bailey. <laughs> yes, Dan Bailey. Good luck to you. Michael Crabtree goes round four, followed by Marshawn Lynch, now an Oakland Raider, and Ty Montgomery, Green Bay Packers, running back. Not bad in a PPR league because he'll catch some balls. Because he was a receiver. He was. Yeah. Exactly. I worry about his being able to hold up as a – all-purpose down back. I do too, He's man. little. So, I mean, he... He's a running back for good... Yeah. I mean, he's a wide, wide receiver. receiver playing running good, back. I mean, I mean, he hadn't been hit like this. No, not at all. So, anything out of there seem odd to you? Uh, the luck now that... I, I think luck's going to drop down draft boards. I can see him going in rounds 8 to 10 now because of the injury. Um, everything else looks all right to me. I mean, you know that Olsen pick at 4... You question, did he need another running back? Because if you go down his, he doesn't have great ones going down. He only has Lamar Miller, who isn't the strongest number right. one. Right. Um, so, you know, he ends up either having Ty Montgomery, Marshawn Lynch, C.J. Anderson right. that he could have fallen back on. Because, you know, like Olsen's going to be a great number one. You know, as good as – I feel like as good as any out there. You know, Gronk obviously is going to be up there. Kelsey's going to be up there. But I might have picked for that specific team a running back. I would agree. Olsen, like, look at what he did a little bit later. He got Tyler Eifert in round 11. Hey, man, that's not – I know Eifert's no Olsen, but you got another tight end. You, you drafted one late. Why grab Olsen and Eifert? I know you can start two tight ends in this league, but I'm just saying. There's other va- more valuable picks 
right. to me for that team beside Olsen. Uh, what do you think about the run of rookies there? So you had Joe Mixon and McCaffrey come off the board. We talked about McCaffrey. What do you think about Mixon? He's the Cincinnati Bengal. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, when you're in a good offense, that's going to play to your benefit. Yep. So he's got an experienced quarterback in Dalton. He's got a deep threat with A.J. Green. Yes. Yep. So if anybody's got a chance, I mean, look at what they did with Giovanni. Yeah, you know. Sure. So, I, I mean, I think he's going to be a solid – if he stays healthy, he's going to be a solid running back. Yeah, I like him a lot this year. So let's go one more round, Hank. We're going to go round five. This is the first pick for the team that drafted in the one hole. His last pick – well, we'll say his round, his fifth round pick. Matt Ryan goes as his quarterback. So let's review his team real quick. Le'Veon Bell, Demarius Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Ty Montgomery, and Matt Ryan. What do you think about that start? Is that I a playoff not, caliber team? Mm, I, the only thing that I don't like is the Ty Montgomery. Me too. And, I, I mean, I think the rest is solid. Yeah, good. That's a good start for team one. Team two, um, he selects Golden Tate in round five. That gives him David Johnson, Alshon Jeffrey, Rob Gronkowski, Marshawn Lynch, Golden Tate. What do you think about that one? Uh, I probably wouldn't have selected Tate with Edelman out there and with uh, Brandon Marshall out there. Okay, um, I like Golden Tate, but I, you know I like their off the offense of Edelman better, and I think he's going to be used more. Um, and Gronk, I probably wouldn't have picked, but you know the outside looking in, I think Marshawn Lynch is going to get it. Play pretty well. Do you? Yeah. I worry about him just because he's a little older. Hey, Twinkies on the offseason. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He's a big cat. Uh, this team doesn't have a quarterback yet. They draft, Just to give you all a heads up, we're not going to go through this whole draft, but they drafted a quarterback in round seven. They got Russell Wilson. So Russell Wilson lasted till round seven. To me, when I look at this team, those first five picks, knowing Russell Wilson is there, I think that's like a – Probably not playoff team, but, you know, on the verge. It's not a terrible team, but maybe it's not a playoff team. Team drafting in the three-hole, Antonio Brown, Doug Baldwin, Leonard Fournette, Michael Crabtree, and then went C.J. Anderson in the fifth round. They waited on their quarterback and got Ben Roethlisberger, it looks like, in the six, seven, in the 11th round. Wow. And then followed up with Andy Dalton in round 13. Did you so, see the picture of Roethlisberger coming off the field the other day? He had more ice on him. Did he? He had it on every part of his body. I mean, that guy's banged up. Yeah, well, he lasts. He, he seems to always miss a couple games a year. Yeah. What do you think about that team? Antonio Brown, Doug Baldwin, Crabtree, Flex, Leonard Fournette, C.J. Anderson. I like that start right there. I think bad. Fournette is the only question. Like, is Jacksonville going to be a good enough team that right. he's going to be able to run the ball? But I like that start. Yeah, for now, I'm saying that, that team looks like they probably make the playoffs. Next up, fourth hole, Zeke. This is the one we talked about. T.Y., DeMarco, Andrew Luck. Then he went Jordan Reed, who's also banged up. No, this team, this is not a good team. And Jordan Reed, if, if so I'll give the tight ends before, the Gronk, the Olsen, all those guys, uh, Kelsey. Jordan Reed, you could have picked up anybody. Anybody's better from this than point. that dude. So he, yes. I mean, he should have got, you know, he should have got Carlos Hyde or Edelman or somebody else that's going to be serviceable. Yeah. That team – it's brutal. Yeah, look, as you go further down, they drafted three tight ends, Jordan Reed, O.J. Howard, and Jason oh. Witten. Yes. And so he did get Marcus Mariota in the 13th round to back up Luck if Luck can't play, but how that team's struggling. Dan Bailey. Yeah, Dan Bailey, best, best player on the team. Next up, in the six hole, I want to say. Does that sound six hole? Odell Beckham, Jay Ajayi, Brandon Cooks, Terrell Pryor, Carlos Hyde in the fifth. His quarterback, Kirk Cousins, lasts till the seventh. What do you think about that I team? I like that team. I think like that's a, a solid team. Jay Ajayi, you trust Carlos Hyde this year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think – I mean, you don't trust anybody with any age on them, but I think that uh, – I think that's a good team. Yeah. 
Um, I'm on the fence about that team. Jay Ajayi scares me a little bit. I love the Odell Beckham, Brandon Cooks, though. Good Lord. Terrell Pryor, that's pretty solid. There's a lot of points there. Next up, we're in the seventh hole. No, we're in the sixth hole. Julio Jones, Lamar Miller, Sammy Watkins, Greg Olson, Julian Edelman, and Cam Newton go. Cam Newton goes in the sixth round. Julian Edelman is the fifth round selection for that team. What do you think Those about that? Those middle two picks, or the, the, the second and third round picks, I think were shaky. You could have got yeah, better value shaky. right there. We already talked about the Olsen. Yep. Oh. I don't think that that's probably yeah, that's, going anywhere. That's sitting on the sidelines, I believe, too. Here we go in the seventh hole. A.J. Green, Amari Cooper, Tom Brady, Joe Mixon, Brandon Marshall, fifth round there. Uh, as you, well, we'll go to the next one, too. Jimmy Graham tied in in the sixth round. How do you think that start was? Uh, I think that the first five were pretty good. I, I mean, I like that as if you're going to pick a team, that's a good playoff start right there. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Graham may have been early. I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. he he hadn't really shown the type of player that he was when he was with New Orleans, but he hasn't right. been used that same way. Right. If he can. In the Seattle offense, maybe he will show some signs of life. I like him this year. Let's see. Next up, we've got in the eight hole, Aaron Rodgers went first. Michael Thomas, Allen Robinson, Isaiah Crowell. We didn't really mention him. Cleveland Browns running back. I never like a Cleveland Browns running back. Amir Abdullah goes. That's your top five. What do you think about that team potential? I think, I think those two running backs are gross. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. Ab- Abdullah is, you know, on a team that's not going to do very much running. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think that they are going to have to rely heavily on Rodgers. Michael Thomas, and they at this point they don't have a running game, and it's going to be hard to pick it up. Abdullah, Dutt, I mean, Isaiah Crowell scares me more than Abdullah. I know what you mean. Abdullah has never played a full season. He's always hurt. They don't run the ball, and if they do, they got Theo Riddick in there too. I've read a lot of stuff about Abdullah this year that he looks better than he's ever looked, so maybe that's the guy they're drafting on potential there. If you just look down a little bit further – Mike Gillisey, we see him go in the eighth round. He's the New England Patriots supposedly starting running back, which means absolutely nothing because they'll choose they'll switch starting running backs all the yeah. time. Um, so we don't really have any other running backs really to fall back on. I guess it looks like yeah, I don't know. I, good start to that team. He's going to need some running back help. Next up, Lashawn McCoy, Des Bryant, Jarvis Landry, the top three picks for team. What number is that, Hank? That is nine. Nine. Followed by Christian McCaffrey, then Larry Fitzgerald. He gets his quarterback in the seventh round, Derek Carr. How about that start? I like it. I don't like Jarvis Landry. No. You know, but um, I think McCaffrey, Larry Fitzgerald's got another year in him. Maybe one. I feel like. Maybe one more. I feel like he's got one more year, but that's a a decent team. Derek Carr in the seventh quarterback. What do you think? Yeah, I like Derek Carr. I mean, let's hope that he can do another. You know, when you get paid big, when you get, you know, you have a good year. It takes the real. It takes the Aaron Rodgers, the Tom Brady's, those guys to do it year in and year out. Let's see if he can do it. True. Coming off an injury too, so let's let's keep our eye on Derek Carr. So now we're in the tenth hole. Yes, tenth hole. Mike Evans goes first, followed by Devontae Freeman for the second round selection. Travis Kelsey, Mark Ingram, Spencer Ware, Kansas City running back, goes off the draft board in round five. He waited on his quarterback to round seven. Jameis Winston. Playoffs or no? Uh, no. Yeah. I, I don't like that. I like yeah. Jameis Winston. I like Jameis Winston in round seven too. I, I'd rather have him in round nine, but yeah. I like him as a quarterback this too. year. Um, the, we are Mark Ingram and Spencer Ware. You're you're counting on those two. You got Devontae Freeman, so that's a good running back start. But Mark Ingram and Spencer Ware. Who knows? By week six, both those dudes might not even be playing. Right, and Freeman may get hurt. You know, Freeman could get hurt easily. He's, he's and then concussion get, protocol right now as we speak. And you got you know Tevin. Yep. Can we talk? Ready to back him up. That's so. it. Yep. 
How about – okay, good. Let's move on from there. So, playoffs or no there? What are we thinking? Nope. Nope. 11 hole. Jordan Howard was their first-round pick, followed by Todd Gurley. So, back-to-back running backs, followed by Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Martavis Bryant. He waited in round seven for his uh, quarterback, too, and got Matthew Stafford in round seven. I don't like Stafford. I don't like – That's way early for Stafford. Yeah, I I don't like that at all. I would have rather waited for – for Manning or even uh, Philip Rivers. Yeah. Uh, but I don't like that team. I think yeah. Gurley is on a terrible team. That's not a playoff team. Yeah. Jordan Howard, are you willing to pull – because you're, you're drafting the 11th hole. Mm-hmm. This team is the 11th hole. Yep. Are you willing to pull the, the trigger on Jordan Howard if he falls to you in round 11 or round one, pick 11? Let's say Jordan Howard, Jordy Nelson, Marvin Gordon, and Devontae Freeman are on the board. He Melvin did. Gordon? Marvin, Marvin, Gordon, Marvin. Gordon. <laughs> um, I would rather have Gordon or Freeman. Gordon or Freeman. Yes, I'd want Freeman first in that group. I yeah, think. Then Howard. Yeah, right. me too. And last but not least, Team Twelve, first round pick, Jordy Nelson, followed by Gordon, Dalvin Cook, Drew Brees, and he goes Frank Gore round five. Ugh. <sighs> we, you know how I review at the end of the drafts. You know how we get on the mic when we're reviewing. There was not one team. That we were reviewing, like these teams all suck. Yeah, this these is, teams are. This draft was a terrible draft. Yeah, and, and you know what? He's got two decent running backs right there. I'm hoping that Cook, uh, Cook can be a good running back. Yeah, I but, think he'll be great. Yeah, let's I hope think, that I he's going to be, be a good solid. running back. Um, and Gordon should be too. Yeah, but you know, Jordy is probably going to have a great year. He will. That's not, okay. Not bad. And Breeze, is, Breeze. And Breeze yeah. is a good offense. So, actually, I bet you in the, it's in the top six. Yeah. I guess when I was looking at the Frank Gore in round five, I'm like, Frank Gore, oh, he's just so old. But, anyway, so if you could go back through and you pick one, and I'm going to tell you where I drafted, and and then we'll call this call this one a wrap. All right. If what's, I could, the, what's the team do you like the best? Give me the position and name their top player or whatever. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. I almost don't want to pick your team. How do you know what it is? I, and I know what it is because I, I, I've been in studio with you long enough to uh. feel you <laughs> and what you're doing. But okay. I think you picked a pretty good team. Okay? Let's, so let me see if I know yeah. you well enough in your drafting style yes. to, to do this. So if I had to look at the front half, I would probably say that number one team is not bad outside of Ty Montgomery. Yes, I okay? like that. So I like, I like that, that team. I like that. If I look at the back half, A.J. Green and those guys, that team would probably be the best. If I had to look at it, the best team, it'd probably be A.J. Green and those guys, and that's your team. I know. How did you guess? Buddy, that's, I know you better than you know exactly, yourself. You're exactly right. I, I appreciate that. And I like that start. And to get Brady in the third round, I think that's what kind of made that team the best. Like if I would have yeah, passed best. on Brady and gone for somebody else, I wouldn't like the team as much. But getting him third round, I think that's solid. So um, – I hope you guys enjoyed that. That's just a real quick recap. Top five rounds of our draft, Hickory Draft, two weeks ago. We've got another big, big draft coming up this weekend. Hank, I'm excited. Planning to be there at the lake, 3 o'clock p.m. Cornhole starts. I'm sure there'll be some other festivities going around. we got some poker set up for afterwards. Got some good music to play. Got a couple boats going to be there this time. Do we have enough food? That's that, that's always a good question. I don't care. You don't care. I don't care about so food. So the way we do it is the loser takes care of everything. Yeah. And there's always, I, I hate to say it, I've been this person one time before, and there's always a mad dash at the end, and you get text <laughs> and phone calls. It's like tequila, yeah. uh, ice, <laughs> uh, solo cups, yes, uh, yes. you know. Sporks. And you, you tend to forget 
major items like I did a couple of years ago, which was food. Food. <laughs> so I, that's why I'm always concerned. And your brother's uh, in charge this ooh, year, I believe. Ooh, ooh, so ooh. who knows what we're going to get? We might get uh, some you know, star kiss tuna. Yeah, who maybe knows? some hot pockets. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'll remind him of the Thank importance you. of the food that he needs to bring to the draft. But I can't wait. You know, the draft's always oh, one of the best times excited. of the year. We're going to have good weather. I haven't seen the forecast. I haven't seen the forecast either. But, I, you know, the sad thing is, is, you know, we we all live busy lives, yes. right? We've got families, we got all these things, and uh, I already heard from one of our members that they're not going to be able to make it until almost draft time. Whoa! Can't handle festivities, and some. You know what immediately what I thought of? Somebody's going to get screwed because they're not going to be able to play cornhole. We'll have to bring in a sub then. There's going to have to be some sort of sub. Bring in the left-hander. Yep. Yeah, call in the left-hander. Call in the left-hander. Uh, it's twenty percent chance of rain. Okay. Okay. They've got a five mile an hour. Breeze, so you're gonna to want to think about that when you're throwing your true <laughs> cornhole. Okay, but we hey, we've done it in the rain before. We have, and we'll do it again if we have. We to. will. It's no problem. No problem. Snow, hail, tornadoes—they're not going to stop us from this draft tank. No, rain certainly won't. No. Naked taxi cabs won't. No, absolutely. Come not. on, absolutely not. Well, I can't wait, buddy. Uh, it's good having you back in the studio. And guys, um, we're gonna be. Here, every week, from here on out, Hank, well, that's the plan anyway, unless an emergency happens. We're going to try to broadcast or tape on Tuesday. It's going live on the uh, iTunes and the Mesh.TV and everywhere else you want to download on Wednesdays. And we got a lot of downloads the first week. We didn't even advertise it. We got a lot of downloads. Go ahead and subscribe so yes. it just puts it in your in your in your buggy. Thank you, Hank. Yeah, subscribe. It's real easy. It's a click of a button. It'll automatically put in your little buggy. You can listen to it whenever you want to. And I listened to a lot of podcasts when I was at the beach. Podcasts are very convenient. Just they are very convenient. Listen to them whenever you want to. Um, and so let's wrap this one up by saying I had something. Oh, this was just announced. We're talking about some Hickory stuff real quick. Oh yeah. Again. So the Hickory Auto Lawn. It, so the date is September the weekend ninth, ninth first weekend ninth. after Labor Day. So that it'll, I can't remember exactly the cars that they're showing again, but it's going to be a great event. It always is. And don't forget, we've got the Foot Candle Film Festival. This is a film festival that goes on in Hickory, and it is a blast. I think they've got 40 or 60 some films to screen over the three day weekend. Hank takes place September 22nd through the 24th. Should be a wonderful time. And don't forget to get your glasses because the eclipse takes place next Monday night. Get legit no, ones. Not Monday night. It's in the day. It's like twelve thirty. It's like one to twelve thirty to one o'clock. Get the legit ones. They've been having a problem on Amazon with scammers selling bad ones. Do you have you have the glasses already? We, we have them. Where'd you get yours? Uh, my mother in law actually bought them for us. But you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about these glasses. They were giving them away free at the library. So I was going to head there right after. Right after they're here. already gone. Oh, somebody from my office went, and they went okay. in the, like the first five minutes. Oh Lord! I might know somebody that could broker you some yeah, glasses. Yeah, see what kind of deal you can swing me. Don't there, you Hank. worry. Yeah, I need four. Four. Count them. Count them. Yeah, count them. I will count those. All right, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we'll say that for the next podcast. All right, I'm buddy. looking forward to this weekend. <laughs> yes, I am looking it, forward. It's to going it. to be a ball. Can't wait. So you gonna stick around late night this time, or kind of? Yeah, I will be there late yeah, night. Wonderful. Oh, good to hear. Good to hear. And, guys, we'll look forward to hearing from you via email. Hit us up at uh, 
the mesh dying TV or what is Instagram, no. the mesh the TV. Face drop at <laughs> or email us at info at the mesh TV. Hit our website, www.themesh.tv, or leave us a voicemail, 828-619-0048. What's voicemail? I don't know. No one uses it anymore. <laughs> How about you drop the facts on them there, Chad? Facts number 828-3330-4210. Okay, until next week. Look forward to hearing from you again. Hank, peace. That's fun. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.